Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCuberculist. I said it well that time. And this show is a journey into the inner workings or not workings, the inner laying about and doing nothings of my mind. We will discuss, and by that I mean I will talk about, and I mean I will monologue about all the media I have consumed. The movies, the televisions, the games, the internets, the others. No books again, I'm afraid. Which on that note, yeah, this uh, series I got on the go taking me, uh, taking me some time because I'm not digging it as much as I would like. I think maybe I do finally need a ba- uh, break from uh, Dragonlance. It was a hell of a run though, and we'll be back one day potentially. Uh, anyways, yes, uh, as I was saying, you may not have consumed some of this media yourself, so I must warn of that possibility in a sort of, I'm just going to go ahead and call it a spoiler warning. Uh, I, I think that's basically all I need to say. I'm just going to push a button. Oh wait, is this the, no, that was the last one. Uh, and that will get us started like this. Movie monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Viagra and Speed, aka Get Up and Go. Thank you for that sponsorship for this movie monologue, in which a very rare movie monologue. Only have one movie. Yeah, haven't been watching movies lately. You know what it is, uh, and I think I've mentioned this uh, in the last couple episodes. Sometime I assume uh, I'm rewatching Supernatural uh, because it just finished. Let's go ahead and put that in quotes just in case they decide to come back. Because they tricked me once before, these Winchester brothers. Sneaky, sneaky. Uh, so uh, I've been sort of focusing on that and trying to uh, power on through. The, well, that makes it sound like I'm not enjoying it, but I, I thoroughly am. Uh, anyway, so uh, less time for movies, apparently. Uh, movies like... The Mule from 2018. Oh. A 90-year-old horticulturist and Korean war vet turns drug mule for a Mexican cartel. This had the feel of a true story for some reason. Like, uh, you know, loosely based on a true story. Uh, so this is Clint Eastwood. I think, geez, what else? Written, directed? Yeah, directed by Clint Eastwood. Uh, no, he didn't write it. But, uh, you know, heavily involved, apparently. It's apparently a crime drama thriller, according to Imbida, which I suppose is fairly accurate. Um, Rating-wise, just to get that out of the way. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, we watched it on a Saturday. I think this would have been a better Sunday uh, Sunday flick. Just sort of uh, chillaxed 
uh, reminiscent of some other things where uh, a, a father who, uh, at least in the past, had been a shitty father and is now trying to make up for it. Uh, maybe the ways in which the father is trying to make up for his uh, uh, shittiness is uh, not all uh, is not all roses and what's another nice thing tits roses and tits uh, should I make that the title of this episode no probably not I I don't know if the word tits in a episode of a podcast title is the best idea. Um, but despite that, um, yeah, uh, I liked it. Uh, the missus liked it as well. She likes anything with, uh, with an old guy or an old girl in it that tends to really be up her wheelhouse. As long as one of the main actors is old, you know, count her in. And, uh, on that note, Jesus Christ, Clint Eastwood looking pretty, pretty old. One sort of funny thing of this movie and there was a was a few funny things throughout is the fact that uh he's like a a real ladies man apparently clint eastwood which you know i could see back in the day uh if you ever looked at uh, pictures of young clint eastwood yeah definitely uh, he he was a looker i think um but now you know 90 years old however old he is um to still be getting ladies uh flirting yes but to actually be uh, flirted back with let's just boil it down to that seems unlikely so suspend your disbelief a little bit let's say uh all right that's it for movie monologue a nice short one there with one fillon let's move on to television talk Today's Television Talk sponsor is Bad Janet Brand Activated Charcoal. Thank you for that sponsorship. Unlike uh, uh, with movies, I actually have two television shows to talk about. First, and I don't know about foremost, but certainly first, The Good Place Season 4. The final season of the program. Uh, a show that I have spoken of very highly uh, the first three seasons of on this very podcast. I believe uh, uh, safe to say that I gave it five out of five. This final season, will I give it a five out of five? You know what? No, I'm going to give it a 4.9. Yeah, uh, it was still good. Uh, still a lot of laughs, but I felt almost, geez, I almost don't know how to say this. I almost felt like that they were so focused on wrapping things up uh, uh, that perhaps it detracted from what um, made the first three seasons enjoyable. Mm, just that sort of, even if it's a subtle shift in focus, which I kind of don't think it was subtle, um, m- m- maybe that lessened it slightly. It, it, this, I, and I'm almost saying this as a question because I, I'm not sure. It's just it didn't it didn't hit me. Uh, quite as hard as the, the the previous seasons for some reason, and I, I think that might be why. And 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 potentially that combined with or that caused, uh, yeah, it's sort of a chicken and the egg thing there. Uh, it, it didn't seem to be as funny as previous seasons. Hmm. Curious, curious. Still, a series as a whole, easy, easy five out of five. If you're unfamiliar with the Good Place. To be honest, I don't really want to say too much about it because uh, watch the first season, and that's all I'll say, uh, because there is a mm, 
twist. Long pause for a dramatic effect. There's a twist that is probably one of the biggest twists in television history. Yeah, I, I think that might actually be safe to say. Uh, so I highly recommend The Good Place, which is, you know, heaven and stuff. Uh, uh, next, Auntie Donna's Big Ol' House of Fun. And that's not, that's O-L apostrophe. Yeah, they get an apostrophe in the title. In their new sketch series, Auntie Donna's Big Ol' House of Fun takes viewers along for an absurd adventure through their everyday lives. Uh, absurdist adventure is... You could probably just make the, the, the embedded description absurdist adventure. And that would be, you know, fairly accurate. Uh, very reminiscent of... Uh, at least I kept thinking of this, of uh, Monty Python in that... Uh, you kind of don't know what's going to happen from one second to the next. And I goddamn love that, uh, in my comedy, in most of my media, if I don't know what's going to happen next, that ups my enjoyment significantly. So, uh, that, that in spades in this, uh, uh, I think it's not very many episodes. I think it's six episodes in the six episode, uh, uh series, uh, combined with the fact that it's just very, very funny. Um, easy for me to give this a five out of five. Wow. Double fives out of fives is, is it unheard of? It actually might be despite this being episode 500 and 54. I had to look it up because they have all melded together. Um, one of the sort of producer, director, certainly actor, um, is a friend of the podcast. Sure, I could say that. Scott Ackman, who appears in the uh, uh, opening credits of this podcast, which is why I call him a friend. Yeah, I think he's a producer. He, he, he definitely uh, was an actor in it a couple of times, but I think he may have been a producer. Anyways, uh, Auntie Donna is a, a, a sketch comedy, a, a, a improv comedy uh, uh, folks... Is there just the three of them or is there a bunch? Anyways, um, from over in Australia, down, and I don't necessarily think under because it depends on what direction your spacecraft is coming from. If you're coming from that direction, then Canada would be under. Would it be up under? Ah, these are the questions that have plagued mankind for a couple of minutes now. We've got some weird Al Yankovic, uh, 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 Mary Soon son. Yeah, some faces you'll recognize, some you won't, regardless, regardless, it is incredibly funny, and I highly recommend it. What is my next button to push with this one? Game Gabin. Today's game, Gavin, is Nanny's Knitting Needle Nook. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, have uh, and I have one of these from time to time, a character backstory. Yes, uh, I have spoken uh, on, on the, some recent episodes of my joining of a D&D uh, Discord role-playing server. 
and uh, they had a rule there uh, in, in which uh, once your character, your first character reaches level eight, you can then uh, uh, add an additional character to the server and have sort of uh, two going at once, which is what I have done. Uh, I, I did read my first character's backstory uh, some time ago because it took me a while to get to level eight because I uh, don't get to play as much as I was would like and they level by experience points so uh what i decided to do was create a character that had a, a sort of relation to that initial character so they could sort of you know be familial um but uh something uh, the, the sort of mm, issue yeah the problem yeah let's okay the problem i had was i didn't i i wanted them to be related but i wanted to play a different race so that's sort of a, a difficult thing to do my uh, original character mayor uh was a satyr or satyr uh you know the little guys with the, the hooves and the playing the pan pipes and such um so as much fun as i'm having with him i i did want to sort of branch off and do something different so what i decided to do is there's creatures in the sort of lore of D&D called alithid uh sometimes referred to as mind flayers uh what they do one of the ways and uh, i think it's one of the ways i think there might be several but one of the ways in which they uh, reproduce is infect other humanoids with like a picture star trek 2 the wrath of khan when uh, those things go into uh, chekhov's ear and uh, the black uh, guy uh, i think he was the captain of chekhov's ship pretty sure he was the captain when they go into his ear and sort of take control of them so that happens <laughs> in D D. Um, but then you're also physically transformed as well uh, to look like this sort of a tentacled uh, a really freaky deacon look up uh, a mind flayer D D, and you will see some fascinating and disturbing images uh traditionally these things totally take control of you uh and, and turn you evil and you know uh, you're gonna eat some brains there's many levels of the evilness of the mind flayers as a species however uh, I didn't want to be evil because it, it, sometimes it's fun to be evil if you're in an evil campaign or an evil one shot, but uh, the server leans good. So to have an evil character there, there's potential to, you know, not only ruffle feathers, but just, you know, be a dick and get killed and <laughs> things of that nature. So uh, this was sort of the idea I came up with that I will explain in the backstory that I'm about to read now. <clears throat> like many satyr, Nanny had a thirst for life and all that entailed. She was fortunate to live an early life of wealth and station that afforded her all the opportunities she could imagine. And when she met her, her husband, Martin, uh, they spent many happy years together, adventuring, exploring, and in general, just L I V I N. That all came crashing down when they found themselves at one of the many high society galas in Baldur's Gate, an event that went down in infamy, and during that time, some 50 years ago, it became known as the Red Gala. For an attack of mind flayers either killed or infected attendees with their dreaded parasite that would transform any into one of their own. Perhaps it was her satyr biology that kept the transformation in check long enough to seek out a cure in the short window they had. Uh, 
She was fortunate that since the Chuzzlewit Satyr clan was the first to leave the forest behind and adopt the life of cities, they had amassed both station and wealth, but that was not enough, and in the end, even the expenditure of every resource she and Martin had was not up to the task. The cure, combined with Nanny's sheer force of will, seemed to be enough to keep the mental effects of the transformation at bay, and, for all intents and purposes, she retained her sense of self. But Martin was not so fortunate. His transformation was complete, and he fled to the astral plane, using the ingrained knowledge he obtained through the complete mental and physical transformation. Nanny spent decades trying to save her husband. There was time spent on just trying to get to the astral plane, time earning the trust of the gith there for the purposes of finding, infiltrating, and destroying the illithid that her husband had become a part of. She got close. Face to face with her former husband, but without a cure, there was no reasoning, there was no compromise, and she only escaped back to the prime material plane by expending every ounce of strength and magic she had which is why she is level one despite being 99 years old which is always sort of a tricky thing when you make an old character and they start at level one uh, why is it that they're old and only level one you got to sort of logic that out in some way and that's how i decided to do that <clears throat> continuing <clears throat> Having to regroup was not easy, but she is a strong, independent woman who does not take shit from anyone. And if that makes you think she's not charismatic, then that is your baggage and not hers. This attitude has this attitude has helped in the rejoining of aristocratic society. At first she was surprised others knew of her plight, but she quickly used that to her advantage. At first her former friends and fellow nobles treated her as an oddity, but in time her renown changed from that of the pitiable freak to that of the life of the party. Her wealth was gone, and so too were most of her powers, but her station afforded her many opportunities, so she honed some different skills, like knitting, and aimed her sights at a cure for those already changed. If history taught her anything, wealth and power were the keys to unlocking this cure, and relying on the hospitality of nobility was not going to get the job done, so perhaps it's time to head out once more in search of a cure, then at least the tools to, or if not a cure, then at least the tools to create one herself. The beginning. Hmm. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie bit me. Today's Internet's Intercourse sponsor is Kojak Brand Lollipops. Thank you for that sponsorship. Item the first, Funhouse, uh, has uh, introduced, thanks to John Smith, uh, a, a new uh, segment, program, series. One of those words is correct. Perhaps some of them are. Called Abandonware. Uh, and, and this is a smart idea. For several reasons. Uh, first and foremost, I would say because um, people playing games on the internet 
uh, and viewers watching them is a thing. Yes, we can all agree on that. <laughs> um, however, I find specifically for the purposes of uh, comedy, which is what the aim is of a, a funhouse primarily, um, playing good games uh, does not lend itself to comedy. However, playing bad games very much does. So what uh, uh, John Smith has decided to do was find games where the companies who made them uh, have gone out of business. <laughs> so uh, quite often very old or, or, or games in which the creators have passed away or things of that nature, things that exist for free on the internet uh, and do so because no one is around to sue the people who put them on the internet. That sort of idea. Abandonware is the term apparently. Hmm. which I had never heard uh, before the show. So uh, basically that's what it is. Uh, to, to be fair or to be unfair, uh, Funhouse uh, uses this sort of formula before where they play not great things for the purposes of comedy. This is another form of that, and it's a goddamn delight. So I recommend you check it out. There's a, a few episodes uh, of it available now and should be more coming i do believe speaking of things where there's episodes available now and more coming and ones in the past that you could watch oh god segue i guess the shirtless painter mm, this is from the good people over at funny or die uh most uh, recent episode from my perspective they had on lauren lapkus which is a god damn delight because uh, if like me, you have any sort of podcast addiction, you will know of her and uh, be a big fan. So, uh, it was nice to see her on this thing. She was not shirtless. I should specify you dirty, dirty boys or girls or neither. Uh, so I recommend that basically it's a guy who doesn't wear a shirt and paint something and then has a guest on and they paint with him and it's weird and internet-y. Very, very internet-y. Uh, speaking of internets, oh, segue again. <laughs> Fuck. Stop podcasting yourself with guest Brent Butt. Yes, stop podcasting. <laughs> stop podcasting yourself. Great podcast. Uh, Canadian. So, you know, I have one of those things going for me. A. Uh, and then uh, on top of which, uh, a great guest in the form of Brent Butt, uh, who I'm a huge fan of, uh, uh, anything he does, Corner Gas, uh, Corner Gas Animated, <laughs> stand-up, you know, stuff that he does. Uh, very funny, very Canadian, and uh, very much enjoy him and the, the, the fact that these two things occasionally come together. Uh, I, I feel like I have to mention in my internet intercourse segment because that is what this is for. Uh, last but not least, why am I? Oh yeah. Uh, we've got a, a, a new podcast called groceries with Aaron Gibson and Brian Safi. Oh, oh, wait, aren't they from another podcast? Oh shit. Yeah. What are they from? I didn't write it down. Crap. Okay. So not dissimilar to Doughboys, However, uh, where Doughboys reviews chain restaurants, these two will, uh, review with a guest. Uh, I think they've always had a guest on the episodes I've listened to, uh, will review grocery stores. Interesting. Especially in this sort of, um, climate we live in this, uh, COVID -y, uh, climate, it's probably a good idea to uh, have a sort of in-depth knowledge of the grocery stores that you're going to be frequenting, uh, for all the sort of ins and outs and tips and tricks and 
such. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> it's weird. Like uh, Doughboys and this, the if you just write what they are on paper, they don't sound necessarily to be interesting ideas. <laughs> But, uh, well, you know what? That's true of a lot of podcasts. Like, people watching every episode of a television show and talking about it, that doesn't sound that interesting either. But these podcasters manage to make these things incredible, and uh, you really just sort of get pulled in. And uh, I, I love it. I love podcasting. That's why I've done however many episodes I said earlier of this thing. I think that's it for... Oh, wait a second. Oh. Yeah, what's what's this? Oh, okay. Oh, I see we've got a little cleanup conversation here. Well, that'll happen from time to time. Hmm. Uh, this cleanup conversation brought to you by Sessler's Brand Soap Box. Thank you for that sponsorship, on which we are talking about a very special G4 reunion special. <laughs> uh, wait, is that what they actually called it? Uh, it's very special. Yeah, they did too. Put the word special in it twice. Love it. Uh, yeah, so... I suppose I could have put this in the uh, internet intercourse segment, but uh, my love of it was such that I wanted to sort of uh, uh, signal it out. Signal it out? Signal it out. Segment it out? What is the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Um, basically, and I, I guarantee this has come up in the podcast, uh, back in 2012 when I started this, did I still have cable? I don't think I did. Mm, you know what? I could check. G4. Oh, no, no, no. Attack of the show. Yeah. Attack of the show. Let's do a little live Googling. Look it up, Scotty. Look it up. Uh, okay, 2013. So, yeah, I probably would. Uh, I, I would have still had uh, cable when I started this podcast. Uh, because when Attack of the show... Uh, which was on the G4 network, went off the air in, according to Wikipedia, January 23rd, 2013, um, I uh, canceled my cable because that was really the only show that I would watch uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, I'd flick around occasionally, but not really. Uh, so, when that show, when X-Play, when others of the G4 family uh, uh, sort of uh, reunited for this holiday special... And I saw that, God damn, that's going to be something I want to watch. Not only that, I somehow, some way convinced the missus to watch it with me. And I, and what I used, uh, was a sort of nostalgia, -y, uh, uh, tactic because, uh, we used to she, uh, like once a week, I would make her watch an episode basically. <laughs> uh, it would be like one night a week. We would watch what you know, she wanted to watch or watch what we wanted to watch. But one night a week, I would make her watch attack of the show. <laughs> and she, uh, she didn't necessarily love it, <laughs> but uh, she didn't hate it either. And, uh, uh, she was on board to, you know, sort of relive those days a little bit, if you will. Uh, and just sort of on that note, 
I can't think of a time in recent memory where my sort of nostalgia bone, okay, my my nostalgia muscles, I don't know, my nostalgia radar, okay, okay, yeah, let's go with this, my nostalgia radar was off the charts. My nostalgia chart was charting so high that the chart could not contain the nostalgia is what happened when watching this. Uh, (laughs) Now, they did an interesting thing, which I don't, I think worked. It was like partially scripted. So uh, we had Ron Funches as host, which was great because uh, I I think you could tell he was a fan of it from sort of back in the day. Uh, And plus he's just a a funny dude, a funny and charming dude who had sort of brought uh, these uh, former hosts. You know, you got your your Adam Sessler, your Morgan Webb, your uh, Olivia Munn, which I was sort of uh, both the missus and I were a little surprised that uh, she was there. Uh, uh, Kevin Pereira, of course, Blair Herder. And I knew I was not going to get her name and I feel horrible for it. So please forgive that. I didn't get the last girl's name. Uh, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. And listening to someone try to think of something on a podcast is not exciting. So I'm going to have to move on and just say, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, uh, the partial scriptedness came in the form of, uh, Ron Funches, importantly, apparently sort of kidnapping all of these hosts for the purposes of his own amusement, but then built around that they did more of a sort of a traditional, uh, sitting around a table, shooting the shit, uh, kind of uh, reunion, which, uh, I've, that part, to be honest, I, I did like that more than the partially scripted part, which worked and was funny and weird and sort of reminiscent of some of the sketches of, uh, of sort of back in the day when, it, and that's something I didn't realize um not uh, like i did have fond remembrances of sketches particularly uh, x-play and uh, attack of the show did some really weird and uh, funny stuff but I, I didn't realize the sort of degree of weirdness that they uh, seemingly experimented with back then uh because they had played a lot of clips from sort of back in the day and uh not only did i recognize every single one it's just like jesus christ uh, uh like i i, I <laughs> apparently since i can't talk i must have really liked it i i feel like they could take the skits from those old shows uh and and just sort of make them into uh their own show because particularly with uh, x play and uh, a definitely attack of the show which was like a daily show um there's going to be such a wealth of just content there um and, and that sort of bodes well i think for the fact that G4 is coming back. I don't really know, and I don't know if anyone really knows yet what form it's going to take. Is it just going to be a YouTube channel? Is it going to be a website? Like, uh, I'm not 100% sure yet, but uh, I, I am looking forward to see what sort of new form uh, G4 takes. I assume it's going to be web-based uh, somehow, but I want to know, you know, who's going to be involved. I want to know uh, what it's going to be like, and, and, and will it capture the magic of those olden, olden G4 days, like, uh, this reunion special did, uh, which I highly recommend, especially if you were a lover of this channel back in the day, this, <laughs> this, this cable channel, basic cable channel. Uh, no, actually, I think I did have to pay extra for it because it was on, uh, it wasn't in the normal package. So it was like harder to get even anyways, G4, I love you. Uh, uh yeah, good times were had by some. Not the interns, though. Not the 
interns, folks, we did it. Whatever it is, it has been done. Which leaves the final thing to say, which is always the final thing to say, which is, it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But you can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come and be. Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come. Live long and prosper.